0: Morning to each one of you. Greetings in the name of Jesus. It's good to be with you. uh, Just for interest's sake, I went back on my records to see when's the last time we were here. And if my my records are accurate, it was uh, October of 2010, so it's been a while. And um, can't help but see a few changes. Uh, Of course, we haven't changed. I'm sure you've noticed that. Said the man with the glasses and the gray hair. <laughs> it's good to be with you. God bless you as you serve him in this community. Pray for us over in, across the mountains. Um, if you think about the Coning family, please remember them in prayer. Carol is very close to the end. So remember her and the family. Talked to her on Friday. And uh, she knew who I was, but uh, not much else. So please pray for them. I'm thankful this morning that we can gather around God's Word, and God's Word has something for us today. And I invite you to turn to the Old Testament, to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 6. Those of you who know me know that I enjoy the stories of the Old Testament and, and finding things that we can apply to our lives today. In the Old Testament, we have those stories of men and women who accomplished great things against tremendous odds because of their faith in God, and from those stories, we learn about faith, we learn about consequences of choices, and, and where those choices led people. And uh, those Old Testament people challenged me with their courage people like joseph and moses and daniel and and uh, david and samuel and those those type of people and today the story we want to look at is is has to do with the prophet elisha one of elisha's requests when god called him to serve as a prophet was that he would receive a double portion of the spirit of elijah and we see here in 2nd Kings some of those things that God accomplished through Elisha because of his faith in God now just before the story we want to look at here today we have the story of Naaman and the leprosy and how it was cleansed and so on and just after the story we want to look at today we have that that time when the Syrian army had gathered around the city they were going to capture this prophet and uh, Elisha prayed that God would open the eyes of a servant to see the horses and chariots and the mountains were full of them and uh, the chariots of fire and sometimes the story that we want to look at today gets lost in all that excitement but still this little story is a, to me a, a tremendous uh, witness a powerful witness of, of, of the power of God and the faith of Elisha I want to read 2 Kings chapter 6 Verses one through seven, and the sons of the prophet said unto Elisha, Behold, now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, an axe head fell into the water, and he cried, and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. I'm a person who likes tools sure that's no surprise. Many of you like tools as well, at least the men do. One of the Bible studies I like to do someday is, is to study tools in, in Scripture, tools for farming and tools for war and be an interesting study. The tool we're thinking about here today is the axe. And the axe is mentioned a number of times in Scripture. And 2 Samuel mentions how that the Israelites took their Um, their axes and their farm equipment to the Philistines to get them sharpened because the the Philistines had uh, gotten rid of all the metalsmiths for fear that the Israelites would make tools of war, making weapons. And so the Israelites had to take their farming equipment and so on to the Philistines for repairs. Axes are mentioned that they were used in battle several times. And John the Baptist mentions an axe in Uh, Matthew chapter 3, just an interesting study. But here in in 2 Kings 6 is the only time that I'm aware of that an axe head floated on water. Uh, As far as I know, this has never happened before and never happened since. Today we have big ships and barges and so on that float that are made of steel but they float because the, the water's not allowed inside. And you, sh- you fill that ship with water and it'll sink like a stone. But in our story here today, this piece of metal, verse 6 calls it iron, came to the top of the water. And here we have an object lesson that I'd like to use here this morning to help us Remember. At home, on my bookshelf in my study is an axe head. And I found it on the backside of our property, in the fence line on on the edge of our property, right at the base of a big old maple tree where you can just imagine somebody leaning an axe there a long, long time ago. And of course the handle long rotted away. Maybe some forgetful boy was fixing fence one day and he seen a squirrel he was more interested in than the fence and left the axe there. I don't know what happened, why that axe was left there, or how long it was there. You know, 50 years? I don't know certainly what the axe head looked like. And I cleaned that old, I took that axe head home and I cleaned it, and just for the record, Okay, I, I tried to see if it would float, and it didn't. That's no surprise to any of us. But this one in Scripture did float. It was, it was a miracle. And i like to use this ax this morning as an object lesson, an illustration for us to help us remember. And I hope I'm not taking some, some liberties with the story that I shouldn't. Scrub the, the rust away and sharpen it. I suppose there's potential there. At least if you were gentle with it, it's pretty rusty. But there's potential there. When God made you and I, he made us with purpose, with potential. He gave you an axe head. That's what I'm trying to say. Potential for good. Potential for accomplishing his purpose. And this gift of God to you and I could be many things. It could be talents or gifts or blessings or opportunities, health, Will certainly be one of them, material things. Think of all the things that God has given you with the, the intent to use to glorify him. That's our ax head this morning, the possibilities. It's also some things that maybe we don't appreciate as much, like Paul had that thorn in the flesh that God wanted Paul to have because Paul needed reminders of his dependence upon the Lord. And we have those kinds of things as well but they have a purpose in our lives. So on this ax head that we're looking at and thinking about this morning, imagine the word potential stamped there because that's what it is in our lives. God has given us many things for a purpose and there's potential to use it for his glory or there's potential to use it for our own uh, pleasure and, and interest and so on. And we, you and I are to be stewards of what God has given us. God has given us this axe head for us to use. And that's a very obvious part of the story of the talents that Jesus told. God expects us to use what he's given us to invest. Before the days of skidders and chainsaws and all those kinds of equipment, the axe was a very important tool in the woods. Different kinds of axes for different jobs one for cutting down the tree another for hewing a a log square with the the curved handle maybe you've seen some of those just like god has given each of us a special ax head if you will uniquely designed and fitted for us maybe similar to others around us but yet unique uniquely ours So, my challenge today is to be thankful for it and to use it in the way God intended. Now, in our story here today, we see the axe being used. There was a need, the sons of the prophets needed more room, verse 1. So, they're cutting down trees to build some sort of a building. And this man loosens his muscles, he picks up his axe. He picks out a tree, he chooses which way the tree is to fall, and begins to chop. And the chips are flying, and the axe head may be ringing with the blows. And suddenly, instead of the sound of sharp metal chopping wood, there's a dull thud and a grunt of surprise. Verse 5, oh no, the axe head has fallen Or came off the handle, and flew into the river. And this man feels bad about it because there was an accident, It was a borrowed axe, and you don't know what to do. One source that I read thought that tools such as this axe were expensive. Probably were. Possibly even imported from other places. Of course, handmade. The sons of the prophets were probably not rich men. And this axe head was or this axe was borrowed. And this man felt bad about it. It would probably have been difficult for him to replace it, or at least been hard to replace it. It was a valuable tool, and he he felt badly about losing it. Alas, Master, for it was borrowed. And the point I'm trying to make here, I guess, is that axe head that you have. God has given you and I, the blessings of God, whatever that package is, the potential in your life, the skills and talents, whatever it is God has given you, is not yours. It is not mine. It's borrowed. We didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. We don't own it. Although sometimes we think we do. It's borrowed. Given to us by God for, to, to serve Him. We are to be the stewards of it. So let's remember that this morning. Your axe head is borrowed, given to you by God. It's precious. It's a treasure. So not the kind of treasure that you would hide for fear of losing it, but a wonderful tool that has potential for good. God's gift to you to do His work. So let's remember that our axe head is borrowed, ours to use for a while, for his glory. Well, in our story, the axe head fell off, and fell off of what? And that would be the handle. And thinking about that handle, just in our illustration, crude illustration here this morning, to me, the, the, the axe handle pictures my will. It's what I want to do in life. And we choose whether or not we attach the accent God has given us to do God's work. A willingness to work, a willingness to be used. That's a challenge for all of us. And not only a willingness to, be, to work hard, but a willingness to work with what God has given us in the way that he intended. Hands that grip the handle get blisters. Until, with use, they turn to calluses. I guess what I'm trying to say is this. You know, we have this gift God has given us. Talents, blessings, the axe head. God wants us to use it. Isn't that right? Well, the axe head needs to be attached to the handle of our wheel. A solid, tight connection. We choose... To put what God has given us to use, or we can choose to set it aside. Or with carelessness, lose what God has given us. With patience, with God's leading, God's enabling grace, we learn what it is that God has given us and how He intends for us to use it. How to aim, how to swing, how to snap your wrists at the right moment so that the the maximum power is transferred to the work. And so here we have this axe head God has given us, and here's the handle of our will. There needs to be a connection between the two. Both of these pieces are necessary for God's work. You separate them and, and the work doesn't get done. So there needs to be a tight connection. And that was a problem in our story here today. Verse 5. Something was wrong with the connection between the ax head and the handle. Maybe the handle had shrunk, the wood had shr- uh, shrunk, and making the connection lo- loose. Maybe the wedge that, that spread the wood to make the connection tight was lost. Some, whatever it was, it wasn't as it should have been. And the ax head flew off. Splashing the river, it was lost. And by the way, a flying axe head is a dangerous thing. <laughs> a dangerous thing. In fact, we won't take time. But if you you look in Deuteronomy 19, God specifically said through Moses what to do in a case of a, this type of an accident, where an axe head he actually men- mentions this possibility. Axe head flies off, it hits somebody, or hurts somebody, or kills somebody. God made provisions for the, the one that this happened to uh, without meaning. It was an accident. Gave provisions for this person to go to one of the cities of refuge when he had hurt somebody or killed somebody. But my point is that a loose axe head is dangerous. It causes a lot of damage and harm. We all know of people with talents and gifts and personalities and with a lot of potential if it would only be given to God and not be controlled by self. You think of your axe your gift from God, what would make that axe head fly off the handle? What would make it loose? Well, I would say probably that when my will wants to, to do my own thing, to go my own way, that makes it loose. God has given us many things, but if we choose to do so, we can abuse what God has given us, misuse them to please ourselves. Pride and sin and rebellion are all obvious things that make the axe head loose. We cannot expect to do God's work when our heart is far from Him. That's, I think we'd, we'd all agree with that. Some of the more subtle things that can also loosen the axe head One of them being simply not doing the maintenance that we need to. To look for those kinds of problems. That the axe head is getting loose on my handle. When we don't allow God to sharpen the axe head, check the handle for cracks and splits. Checking the connection between the handle and the axe head. Between my will and God's work for me. And that. Driving that metal wedge. So that the wood conforms. To the shape of the axe head. So important. That's like submission isn't it? Surrender to God's will. That wedge of submission. If you want to call it that. Needs to be in place. It needs to be tightly driven there. Or else. The axe head gets loose and can fly off of course another mistake would be for us to become careless and distracted really not interested in what what we're doing and the axe gets banged around and it and misused and misguided and the glances off the side of a branch misses the mark and there's another another uh sermon right there missing the mark and the handle hits the tree instead of the axe head. Bad choices, poor judgment. The axe head hits a rock and becomes dull. When we refuse to allow the Spirit of God to guide our wills and going about His work in His way, then we become ineffective in His work, or at least not as effective as we could and should be. In fact, it can become dangerous when self is in control. Like the axe in our story here this morning. And so I would just challenge us to do the maintenance. There's an edge that needs to be sharpened. Scripture talks about iron sharpeneth iron, the importance of, of a brotherhood, and how that helps me in my own life to. Um, To get the work of the Lord done, to be ready, prepared for that work. And to let the Lord sharpen that edge as well is important. Making sure the handle of our will is firmly attached to the work of God with that wedge of submission driven firmly. So don't let your axe head become loose. My next point is this. That when my axe head flies off, it goes out of reach. It goes out of reach. Like it did in verse five. This man seen probably the splash of where it landed, but it was beyond his reach. Or if the place was a shallow place in the in the water, maybe it simply couldn't be found for for all the rocks and the mud or whatever was there. However, it was, it was beyond his reach. And he felt bad about it. And I think it's true in our own lives here today that when you and I choose to go our own way, do our own thing, and ignore what God wants for us, the potential for good in our lives that God has given us, our axe head, for the most part is lost. And it goes beyond our reach in and of ourselves, our selfish. Um, part of me that wants to do my own thing. We're powerless to accomplish God's work on our own. Sure we can do some good things. Some people have a lot of determination and um, can accomplish some things but it's, it's sort of like uh, cutting down a tree with just the handle. Maybe you can hack a, a small tree down with an axe handle It's wood versus wood, and you're not going to accomplish a lot. But maybe you can hack something down. But willpower alone is not enough. How much better would it be for my will to be firmly attached to the gifts God has given me and to together serve the Lord in that way? When that wedge of surrender is there, that tightens my will conforms me to the shape that is best so that God's work gets done what a waste to let that axe head fly off the handle and rust away at the bottom of the river you know in the past I know I have lost opportunities for service because i refused holy spirit guidance or i was unwilling to work i was lazy or i was distracted the axe head had fallen off and you know when we find ourselves in that kind of situation what what's the thing to do well the man in verse five did the right thing you know he could have given up he could have said well this handle's no good for anything and tossed that in the river too or he could have pretended that everything's fine. You know, what, what axe? What are you talking about? You know, somebody else has it, whatever. But he did the right thing. Since the axe head was out of his reach, he went to the source of help. And that's what you and I need to do. Go to the source of help. When we see a lack in our lives, whether it's because our axe head is dull or our axe head is lost, Let's go to the source of help, to God himself. What did Elisha tell this man? He said, where fell it? Where did you lose it? And that's a point I'd like to make here this morning. If you're going to get the axe head back, you can't forget this step. And that is, think of when we fail, we need to go back and, to where we failed and repent. We can't skip over that step of repentance. Asking God and anyone else that's affected for forgiveness. And asking God to restore what has been lost. Jesus said in John chapter 6, Him that cometh to me, I will know why I cast out. You know, Elisha could have said, you stupid guy, you, know, you should know better than to to work with a loose axe head. But we don't have record of Elisha saying that. He simply helped the man found, find what he had lost. And God doesn't... Re- Uh, condemn the repenting one either jesus told the woman called an adultery what did he say neither do i condemn thee go and sin no more what a blessing to be able to in spite of a, a life of sin to be able to go on from this point in freedom and be able to serve the lord in a new way god's forgiveness is a wonderful thing we don't deserve forgiveness But God loved the world so much. He loved you and I so much that He gave His Son so that we can have forgiveness of sins and have new life. Where fell it? I think we need to understand our failures, our weaknesses, and do what it takes to strengthen that weakness in our lives. And then verse 6. Elisha, or God through Elisha, does this miracle And the iron did swim. Naturally, iron does not swim. It never has, it never will. Except in this occasion, as far as I know. And I guess the point I'm trying to make here this morning is that it takes a miracle of God to restore what's been lost, to restore what sin has taken. It takes a miracle, it takes a willingness on our part, a choice upon our part. But it takes a miracle of God to make the axe head swim. I think the greatest miracle of all is when God can take a dirty, worthless, broken, rusty piece of junk on the bottom of the river, my life and your life, in sin, and make it something beautiful and worthwhile and productive and useful out of it. Isaiah 61, verse 2, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beautiful ashes, the joy, the oil of joyful mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. God's program is more than a salvage program. It's making something new from the old. New life from something dead it's the miracle of being born again the new birth accepting Jesus as my Savior and and I want to emphasize this it's also letting Christ be Lord of my life for Him to be Lord that means that He directs in which part of the woods He wants me to work it means that He sharpens the axe head, it means that He directs my swing It means that He gives me strength to do His work. It also means that He gives me times of rest as well. He is my Lord. He is in control. And I can rest in that. It's a surrender of self. Yes, that act said that we lost because of sin and neglect can be restored. And Jesus can take that old rusty chunk of metal from the bottom of the river, clean off the dirt, sharpen the edge, reattach it to the handle once more. Once again, a useful tool. Has some scars, has some pit marks, but still a useful tool. God can remake that as we thought about in the verse here on the the board, thinking about the potter and the clay. God can make something useful out of something that's very unuseful. God didn't give you an axe head or a bundle of blessings to sit on the bottom of the river out of reach, out of use. Neither does he want you to lean your axe against the tree. He wants it used. That's what he intended. And God has given us a wonderful instruction book on how to use what God has given us. God, through His Word, has given us instruction how to chop with skill, how to chop with purpose, how to be effective. And I really think that one of the real keys to being a useful servant of God, a useful woodchopper, if you will, is to spend time with the maker of the axe. We need to do the maintenance, but let us not neglect to spend time with the maker of the acts. That's so vital because in order for us to get the work of the Lord done, we need to have a clear vision for that work. So that it's not just our own ideas and thoughts, but that it's His, Him leading us. Now, we don't understand everything. Uh, why things are the way they are in life, but we can sure that He will show us as we need it and will equip us to do His work when we yield and surrender to Him. So how's your ax today, how's my ax? Is the head fallen off in the river of unusableness, if that's a word, out of reach? Or has it gotten dull and loose on the handle of service? Is the wedge of surrender falling out? Am I distracted by the world causing me to waste energy and the axe is getting nicked and dulled and abused by neglect? Or is my axe leaning against the tree rather than chopping it? My challenge this morning is for us to rediscover the wonderful gift that God has given us, our bundle of blessings in a thousand different ways that God has blessed us with. And to remember our part to play in our axe handle of service, our willingness to be used, surrender to God. Let's remember it's a borrowed axe and we are held accountable for its use. If the axe head has been lost, as we repent and respond to God, say yes to God, he can restore. And he will. Praise the Lord for that. But reach out your hand and take it, choose to take it again, like the man in our story. Yes, I want to do the Lord's work. I want to follow him. I want to do it God's way. I believe that God has put each one of us here for a reason, for a purpose, given us something to do. May God help us to be usable in his service, in his His kingdom, as we yield ourselves to him. In closing, I'd like to remind us of the story that Jesus, or rather what Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 35. words that we know very well where jesus said say not ye there are yet four months and then cometh the harvest behold i say unto you lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest so time is short souls are at stake the opportunities slip through our fingers so very very quickly let's not let our axe head get rusty let's not allow our handle to get loose God has given us work to do. Now that shouldn't make us frantic and we scurry around like, like ant anthill, you know, without purpose and just running around. But God has given us work and He wants us to do it. And we need to be busy. Work for the night is coming when no man can work. It's true that ax Handle's give you blisters and there's sweat and weariness and all of that and yet there's great joy in serving the Lord just being where God wants you to be let's be faithful and serve him with all of our heart and all of our soul and to love him with everything that we have God's given you work to do let's be faithful in that let's have a closing song